getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com/rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live. We're going to let this stream breathe just for a second. Make sure it's nice and stable and beautiful for our awesome listeners and viewers out there in Broncos Country. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, as always, returning from a couple of days off, my co-host, my partner in crime, Zach Kelberman. Zach, how you been doing these last couple of days, brother? A lot of I stuff been- happening in Broncos country, a lot of stuff happening in the world. How are things at Kelberman HQ? Let me just say, after a couple of days of self-quarantining, Chad, after social distancing, I'm happy to be back on the pod, of course. you know, It's our annual or weekly Sunday night podcast, and I'm always excited to hop back on here. It, for me, it's really an escape, too. I'm sure for you and sure for the listeners as well. So I'm happy to talk some Broncos football. I'm not crazy, though, what they've done since we've been uh, last podcasting together, Chad. So we'll get into that today. Yeah, I'm sure our great listeners are really interested to hear what you have to say about the last two moves that have been made by the Denver Broncos. Yeah. And we're going to get to it. It's been a you know, busy, steady weekend of podcasting. We did some Dove Valley Deep Divers Friday, Saturday. But, you know, it's always good to be back in the saddle with your partner and talking Broncos football yes, with sir. our great listeners. And before we dive into the topic of today's show, we're going to be grading this free agent hall in the first wave for the Denver Broncos. First and foremost, though, we got to welcome in you guys who've been hanging out in the room. What's up to Flippant Booch, Johnny, Aaron's good to see you, buddy. Wesley, James, what's cooking? Justin, so many of you. Terry, what's up, everybody that's been hanging out in the room and that are joining us from Facebook and uh, Periscope, Twitter. We're also streaming live to Twitch for the first time. I'll be honest with you. I'm not too wise on Twitch because I'm not much of a gamer. However, I've been told that it's 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 probably smart. If you're doing live streams, doing them on YouTube, doing them on social media, start doing them on Twitch. It's a growing community. So if we have any listeners, viewers watching on Twitch, welcome in. But guys, before we dive in, let me just serve you up a couple of quick 
quick matters of business. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. Easily the best thing to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with the show in real time. While you're at it, make sure you're also following the mother account at Mile High Huddle. And then we would be remiss, you guys, if we didn't remind you to go check out huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. You can get yourself one of these hats that you see Zach and I wearing here, a football priest T-shirt. You've got the hoodie, state of being hoodie. you got dad hats. you got whether you're male, female, there's anything you want. It, there's something for you. It's a great organic way to support Mile High Huddle, to support the Huddle Up podcast, what Zach and I do each and every day for our great listeners, and also to you know flaunt your fanhood of the Denver Broncos. Keep the faith, Broncos country. There will be football this fall. There will be football this fall. Trust, it's going to happen. Got to grin and bear through a little bit longer of this social distancing thing. And then the clouds are going to lift, Zach, I'm confident, and we're going to get back to normalcy. I am as well. I'm uh, just holding a positive attitude toward all this, Chad. Hopefully by the summer this is all not maybe a thing of the past, but definitely a suppressed issue that we can kind of return to normalcy. Everyone wants that. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Amen. And guys, just so you have a quick, easy link, I'm putting the Huddle Up Pod link for the merch store in the comment stream. Check that out at your leisure. Okay, so today's topic, Zach and I, with the first wave of the Denver Broncos free agency, completely in the books, we're going to grade, we'll go through each transaction, each move, grade them. However, we're going to kind of do it in reverse order. Since Zach has been off these last two days, he, you guys haven't had a chance to really hear his specific take on the Melvin Gordon deal or ah. on the Nick Vanette deal. So let's start there. First and foremost, Zach will begin on Friday. The Denver Broncos, you know, they'd been sending up all kinds of smoke signals uh, about looking for a starter type running back. And sure enough, they ended up going after and signing Melvin Gordon two years, 16 million, 13 and a half of that fully guaranteed. Before you render a grade, I mean, feel free to render a grade, but first and foremost, tell our listeners what your gut reaction was. 
they overpaid. I, I don't care what you say. I don't care if you're, you're Melvin Gordon's parents, his agent, your biggest fan. I, he, they, Broncos overpaid for what is going to be, I believe. If they're saying he's a 1A back, he's a 1B back to Phillip Lindsay. It's too much money, Chad, when you already have your spark plug on offense. We talked about this ad nauseum. I don't really have to add much more to that. But seeing those numbers, I wasn't shocked they signed him. But when the numbers came out, not just for one year, not just for a rental, not just for a prove-it contract, for two seasons, they anticipate him being the guy over Philip Lindsay, and they're willing to pay him money and pretty much waving their middle finger right in Phil's face. Like Elway said earlier this offseason, I don't agree with it. It's sending the wrong message to me to Philip Lindsay. You're not keeping the guy as the centerpiece of the offense with a new offensive coordinator, this new uh, franchise quarterback, this new hope and optimism. I just don't like what the Broncos, it feels like a Flacco move where it appeases the masses. It's a popular headline grabbing move and just adding another uh, name player to the roster. You have a good running back already. Go get another offensive lineman. Go get a cornerback. Go get an inside linebacker. Go get a safety. Why a running back when you're adding to a position of luxury already? I don't like it. And that's that. What's your grade? I mean, because here's the one thing I'm, I've maintained these last two days about Melvin Gordon is, look, I'm not going to sit here and say he's a crappy running back. He's not. No. He's an above average running back. He's a two-time pro bowler. He brings a skill set to the table. And you can't argue the fact that it does upgrade the room. The question is, as you touched on, Zach, at what cost? And at, at what point is it too much? And at what point do you reach diminishing returns? I'm worried, Zach, that they've already done that by paying him basically $13.5 million guaranteed, right. all while John Elway has kept alive the possibility, the topic in the public arena of getting Philip Lindsay extended. The Broncos have control of Philip Lindsay for the next two years before they really have to push, come to shove, pay him. And that coincides with the term on, on Melvin Gordon's deal. What's your grade? If you have to give this a grade, what's your grade? Oh, God, what was your grade? Well, what did you grade this move? You know, off the cuff, I think I gave it a C. Yeah. But, but honestly, I'm going to, because of the cap ramifications, and they really did overpay. You know, there's probably another team out there that might have been willing to give him that kind of a contract. Doesn't mean you have to do it as the Denver Broncos. Right. I got to give it my best case is a C minus. And it's not because I don't think Gordon's a solid running back. He is. It's just a dollars and cents grade for me in terms of value, being smart. Also, the implications and what it means for Philip Lindsay. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that's where I was leaning. D plus at worst, and I think C minus is more realistic for me. I mean, he he offers pass catching ability. He's a veteran player. Um, he he was a touchdown vulture of sorts before his holdout with the Chargers. I just I don't like his attitude. I, I don't think he's he has as many holdouts as a thousand yard seasons. Philip Lindsay has <laughs> two thousand yard seasons already, and he's a Pro Bowler as well. So you already have that guy. I guess a one A one B thunder and lightning approach. C minus, and that's being optimistic for me. I'm willing to let it play out over the course of the season. I just, this has the potential to blow up in their faces, just like Jamal Charles did, Chad. We were all excited about that a few years ago, with Jamal being that one two punch with CJ, and that was an epic disaster. Same with Flacco, same with all the other moves. Like you mentioned it, it seems like the Broncos, especially with Nick Vanette, who we'll talk about, like they're bidding against themselves, they're overpaying when no one is really beating down the door of these players. Melvin Gordon's market wasn't blowing up. It was the Dolphins, it was the Bills, I believe, and it was the Broncos. Why would you pay? And they make him, what was it, the sixth highest paid running back in terms of average annual no, value? Fourth, or fifth, I think. Fourth, fourth, fifth? I think he's in top five now. 
So you don't want to invest in your homegrown guy who, who's worked his tail off in Philip Lindsay, but you're willing to make Melvin Gordon, who's been part of a division rival for two years or the last whatever years, you're, you bring him into the building and pay him a fat contract at a time when the NFL isn't v- investing in running backs, Chad. It's, it's not – look at Ezekiel Elliott's deal, Todd Gurley. All these cases and experiments of failure, and the Broncos are right there with him now. Shout out to Stu McPeak on the Mount Rushmore for Mile High Huddle Super Chat Superstars. Supporting the show, supporting the channel, supporting the brand. $20 donation. Thank you, Stu. That means the world to us, bro. So consistent. He says, thanks for pushing through all this social distancing stuff and keeping this pod going. And Stu, we're going to keep doing that. As long as you guys are showing up and participating in the show, we're going to keep cranking out the content and bringing it to you. It's keeping us sane. A, B, it gives us a chance to talk to you guys. And we love these, these conversations, and especially when our superstars uh, chime in like this. We appreciate you. Justin also, Zach, jumps Thank in, you, $2 Justin. donation. Appreciate you, Justin. He says, what's up, guys? Finally here on time. Go Broncos. Well, it's good to see you. Zach, we'll uh, we'll get to some of these other comments and questions, super, a few other super chats that are – stacking up that uh, we're going to grab here in just one second. I want to make sure I'm not missing anything at the top here and then we'll, we'll mosey on, but Melvin Gordon, do you think this eliminates the possibility? We talked about this over the weekend, but do you think this eliminates the possibility of Philip Lindsay getting an extension anytime in the near future? Yeah, I mean, if they have them under team control and the CBA dictates it, they're going to squeeze as much blood from that rock as possible, Chad, with Philip Lindsay. And now with the Melvin Gordon edition, I mean, Elway has shown his cards. He's he's a new John Elway, but in many ways, he's still the same old John Elway when he's telegraphed his moves. He's willing to pay Melvin Gordon, and I don't know if he believes in Gordon's skill set more than he just doesn't want to pay Philip Lindsay, but I would rather you have the homegrown guy, and I don't see him getting paid anytime soon. All right. We're getting calls for some new swag on the uh, merch page. Let it breathe. Hashtag let it breathe. I guess I do say that at the top of every show, don't I? Man, these catchphrases that end up coming out of this show, it's it's growing by the day. Zach, that's the thing is, you know, as you said, bidding against themselves, who's driving this price up? Like, you look at what, for example, the Broncos made a really savvy, smart decision. It's a credit to Rich Hurtado, the new cap wizard, deciding, for example, not to tender Devontae Bosby because they didn't think he was quite worth a little over $2 million, even on the uh, right of re- first refusal tender. The lowest tender would have cost him a little over $2 million. They get him re-signed, 875K is the total value. None of it's guaranteed. They end up getting the player back on a one-year deal just like they would have on an RFA, only they're paying him a million and a quarter less. You're like, tip your cap to that guy. Good job. And then they go pay through the nose for a guy like Melvin Gordon. Now, Zach, on that same topic, Nick Vanette, let's touch on that, and then we'll kind of mosey through this show, continue to get what everyone's thinking. The Broncos signed him on Saturday, two-year deal. It's worth $5.7 million. He's going to get about three of that this year. Your gut reaction followed by your grade. Uh, it's very random to me. I mean, in an offense that's going to barely feature one prominent tight end, Noah Fant, you're going to go pay $3 million guaranteed to a blocking guy who is kind of an overrated blocking guy. His reputation precedes him, but he's not this superstar blocker. You're not going to have the six offensive linemen on the field at all times. And if you wanted a pure blocker, why Trey Janovich, who is an all-around player on, on two sides of the ball? 
I, I don't understand, again, why Elway is bidding against himself. No one's beating down Nick Vanette's door. And you, you have Hireman on the roster for $4 million you can clear almost. You have Noah Fan. You have Fumagalli. You have Austin Fort. You have uh, Andrew Beck. You have a, a surplus of tight ends. Why, when you still need a lineman, a cornerback, an inside linebacker, defensive lineman, would you invest in a tight end? So my grade on that, chat is a, a solid D I'm going to go with. You know, that's the thing is, it's not that he's a bad player. He's solid blocking tight end. I think he offers a little bit more as a receiver than people give him credit. But Zach, he had 17 receptions last year for 166 yards, and you're paying him basically the same level that you're paying Jeff Hireman. Now, it doesn't portend well for, for Jeff Hireman. That doesn't mean he's going to be imminently cut, but it's a good chance. There's a bold prediction from the Huddle Up podcast. Jeff Hireman, <clears throat> come opening day of the 2020 NFL season, is not going to be a Denver Bronco. Bold, per, uh, bold prediction. And I think, Zach, the Broncos telegraphed that with the, Nick Bennett, who's also Hireman's college teammate at Ohio State, oddly enough. So they, you know, Hireman was a uh, Denver Broncos third round pick in 2015. Vanett was a third round pick the following year to the Seattle Seahawks. And George, appreciate that, man. Saw that you, you got some new swag coming your way. We love you, buddy. He better not be on the roster by week one, Chad, Jeff Hireman. He should have been cut years ago, but that's another story. But when you have a guy who you can clear $4 million right now when you're kind of almost up against the cap and you still have to make some other moves, why would you bring in another tight end already, especially in a Pat Shermer offense? Rich Scangarello's offense, I can see it. It's a two-tight end scheme, a lot of tight end play. But for Noah Fant, you just tr- you have your first-round pick, your future at tight end. Why would you go waste $3 bucks when you don't even have a starting guard if you sign Glasgow as a center? You're relying on Elijah Wilkinson. Who's behind him? Who's behind Isaac Adam in the secondary? Who's behind A.J. Johnson, an inside linebacker? You need more moves at more prominent spots. But bringing in a tight end that has one dimension to his game and paying $3 bucks for that, I-, I can't sign off on it. Well, and then, Zach, you get the report shortly following the Nick Vanette uh, signing from Mike Kliss that the Broncos are now with, you know, that the first waves in the books were hitting pause. Kliss is saying now it's, you know, mock drafts can commence. The Broncos are basically done in free agency, which talking about exactly what Justin's bringing up here. And by the way, Justin, thank you for the donation. <laughs> Appreciate you, bro. Hopefully I'm entertaining uh, he, enough for you, Justin. He says, I've waited for that rant from Zach since the news broke. Took the words right out of my mouth. Where is our D-line? Too many holes on both sides of the ball. Look, Jarrell Casey was a massive win and a massive victory for this front office. Upgrades and bolsters that defensive line. You get Mike Purcell back. You got two of your three D-line, you know, actual line positions filled. You still got one. Now, I'm hearing that they are a lot more optimistic about Draymond Jones being that starter. They feel like they can live with Draymond penciled in as the other starter at defensive end. I don't think it's very wise to hedge on that and put that on him as an expectation. If he grows into it and if his his play and his performance in camp dictates it, then by all means. But I don't think you can continue, Zach, to ignore that other five tech spot, even if that means bringing in, you know, bringing back Derek Wolf as right. the market continues to settle for him. And then there's also the small matter of you got Bouye's great, great player. You've got Bryce Callahan that you don't know for sure is going to come back to the player he was in 2018. You got Devontae Bosby back. Those three are solid, but because you can't count on Callahan, you need one more move. 
All I guess we can interpret from what Cliss is saying in that tweet, Zach, is that they're content to maybe fill those spots in the draft. I mean, let me just say, I know I have some reputation as hating all these Broncos moves, but before, you know, Friday, I was loving what they did with Jarrell Casey, A.J. Boya, even Jeff Driscoll, a backup quarterback. These last couple moves, though, it's just my honest opinion. I just can't get on board when you're already up, up that much against the cap. It's It's puzzling to me when you don't have – a cornerback group that you can rely on in Vic Fangio's scheme. When you have one starting defensive end on the roster right now, I don't want to count on Draymond Jones. I don't want to count on Demarcus Walker being the primary backup and him, him being one snap away from starting. You have Casey at starter. You have Mark, Mike Purcell, but you lost Gossis. You lost Eric Wolf potentially. You lost Shelby Harris. You don't have the starting caliber defensive end. I'm with you. I don't think Draymond Jones is cut out for it yet. I think he should be past the torch by someone like Derek Wolf slowly but surely this season and not be thrust into a starting role. So you have one defensive end on the roster, but you're going out paying $60 million for a running back, $3 million plus for a tight end. I have to question what Elway is thinking and why he's directing his attention to those spots. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. By the way, I found the solution. So when the comment stream spits past beyond where you and I can scroll back and it skips super chats and we can't get them on the screen, I'm just doing this from now on. And that did so on Duke. Duke jumps in. $10 donation. Thank you, Thank Duke. You, Duke. You are the man. He says, what's up, big bros? Just dropping my donation of Dogs Go Broncos. Appreciate that, dude. Thank Seriously, you. That means the world. And again, I wish I could show your card, but this comment stream, when you've got really passionate fans hitting it hot and heavy and the conversation is on fire, sometimes that thing moves really fast, Zach, and we can't go back. It's really dumb. It won't let us scroll all the way to the top to the beginning of the chat. It starts cutting it off in segments yeah. depending on what the, uh, you know, how hot and heavy the comment stream is. Edward jumps in, super chat, superstar, $20 donation. Wow, thanks, Thank Edward. you, Edward. Love the shirt, as you know, my friend. He says... I don't like the Gordon signing. I don't like the new tight end signing. I would rather get Prince Amukamara. What do you guys think about all the free agents we've signed so far? Honestly, as as Zach said, and again, thanks, Edward. That means the yeah. world to us, as you know. Aside, you know, up until the Melvin Gordon deal, I was, I think you have to give what 
counting the trades and even letting guys like Chris Harris and Connor McGovern go, you had to, and Will Parks, which we'll talk, we'll get your take on that as well. We haven't gotten your take on that. Um, I'm thinking like overall up to that point, high B, like a B plus in terms of the job they did. Yeah. But these last two moves, and again, it's not like they're bringing in busts of a player in Gordon or Vanette. It's just a questionable, both of them just have their own unique questions, which lowers the grade overall. If I had to render one now, I'd probably give it like a C plus overall what they've been able to do in free agency, counting Gordon, counting Bennett, which again brings that grade down to where it would have been closer to a, a B plus, closer to almost a perfect score. Yeah, ironically enough, I'm going to give it a B minus even after those moves. I just love what the Broncos did so much with Jarrell Casey, so much with Boye getting two pro bowlers, multi-time pro bowlers for fourth and seventh round draft picks. So I loved Elway's approach to the signing period before these last two moves, but as mad as I am about them, they still can't bring that grade too far down. I still overall like the the approach LA has taken, and he's done way more good than bad. I want to make that clear. Way more good than bad. I just want to let Melvin Gordon, especially that move, play out before I render a judgment. I heard the exact same things. People pushing back against me. I heard the exact same things about Joe Flacco, the exact same things about Jamal, Jamal Charles, exact same things about Case Keenum. Let this move play out, and I will happily, happily, happily eat crow if I'm wrong. Let's grab Lonnie on Facebook. He brings up an interesting point. First, he says, I agree. We could have picked up a running back in the draft. I'm wondering how much of this was Shermer wanting Melvin Gordon. I think he can be a good back for us, though. And there is the distinct possibility that you're right on that, Lonnie, that he's going to end up being a solid pickup for this team. It's just a question of at what cost, value, et cetera. Zach, your, th- your thoughts on how much you think maybe Pat Shermer actually played a role in John Elway not only paying a running back the most he's ever paid a running back ever as a front office guy, but doubling what had been his previous right. personal best in terms of the $4.5 million they paid C.J. Anderson um, following Super Bowl 50, those couple of years he's, that he's making about $4.5 million. Basically doubling that. Your thoughts on Pat Shermer? Well, I'm sure Shermer uh, had influence. I'm sure he he gave his input to John Elway. But it's funny because in, in New York, Shermer had a one running back system with Saquon Barkley. So he already had Philip Lindsay, which is not a Saquon Barkley, but still a very good running back. So I don't know that he was patting the table or advocating for that move. This screams of John Elway. His has his fingerprints all over this move. Like you mentioned, Chad, he telegraphed it months ago, weeks ago. He's been leaning in Melvin Gordon's direction. And when Elway gets someone or something in his head, it's a wrap. Nothing can change his mind. Nobody can tell him anything. And it just seems like... I don't know. Like again, I don't know if it says more about Melvin Gordon or more about Philip Lindsay. It seems like Elwood does not want to invest in Philip Lindsay, so he's doing the the alternate routes. He's trying to get around paying him by bringing in other players to compete with him and potentially take touches and snaps from him. And that's where I just I criticize the move. Before we grab slightly above average, in fact, let's grab him first. Thank you. Slightly above average jumps in five dollar yes. donation. Appreciate you, bro. He says, agreed to the Gordon signing. Don't understand it for the price with Lindsay in the backfield. I'm not giving up on Freeman. C-plus signing, and I think that pretty well sums up. Let's grab James, too, and then I'll grab this tweet I wanted to get your take on. James jumps in. Super chat, superstar. Thank Appreciate you, you, brother. Why, for the love of everything beautiful, would you not be on your horse, pardon the pun, to sign Prince and instead overpay for a running back? Perplexed. And, Zach, I think that that pretty well sums up how we feel about it. Let me grab these tweets real quick from friend of the show. Cecil Lammy does a great job as a host there at 104.3, the fan in Denver, his uh, two tweets. I wanted to bring your attention to Zach. I'm not sure if you guys, if any of our listeners saw this, but here's something, two tweets that Cecil had this afternoon quote, 
Philip Lindsay had the second highest drop rate in the NFL behind only Tyrell Williams last year, 10.2% drop rate. Meanwhile, Melvin Gordon had a drop rate percentage of 6.9%. The NFL average for all running backs and wide receivers was a 3.5% drop rate in 2019. Second tweet, quote, Lindsay had a miles per hour average of 10.63 compared to Gordon at 9.78 when hitting the line of scrimmage. Lindsay may not have the same long speed as Gordon, but he has been getting to top speed faster, and the data, thanks to next-gen stats, shows that. Zach, the idea that – the reason I'm bringing these up, the idea that Melvin Gordon brings a more polished skill set as a, as a receiver, it may be true. It may be true comparatively to Lindsay in terms of just where they're both at as receivers out of the backfield, but is it really worth $8 million, a guy that caught – you know, I think he had, uh, I don't know, 40, 40 receptions or something last year. Philip Lindsay had 35. The drop rate's different, but is it really worth that premium, that gap? See, that's where that's where I draw the line because I genuinely believe Melvin Gordon is a good running back. I'm not saying he's not a good player. It's just the Broncos, and no one can dice it another way, the Broncos overpaid for his services. I'd like to move a lot more if it was just Royce Freeman in the backfield. And also, let's consider, Freeman was looking amazing before that ankle injury a couple seasons ago. Fans were loving him. Now they want to run him out of town for Melvin Gordon. So it just shows the fickle nature of the business. They already had two very, very capable running backs, and you're spending $16 million add another to the stable, I don't see how you don't say the Broncos overpaid. You can like the move. You can like Melvin Gordon. You can like what he brings to the offense. But if you're going to look me in the face and tell me they didn't overpay for him, I think you're lying. Corey H. jumps in. $10 donation. Appreciate you, you, Corey. Says, I love Lindsey, but so many times when the defense knows we're going to run, he gets stopped. We need first downs. We need someone who consistently moves the chains. And that's a fair point, Zach, in that, you know, let's face it. Lindsey's not a short yardage guy. He's not a move the sticks on third and short, fourth and short. As a goal line back, I think you could do better in terms of just having that power. And Melvin Gordon, you talked about him being a touchdown vulture. If we're trying to find the silver lining here for fans in terms of what Melvin Gordon brings to the table, that is something that maybe is clearly not as strong of a suit for Philip Lindsay. But isn't Royce Freeman that vulture chat? Isn't what the Broncos drafted him to be? Is that is that early down and goal line thumping running back? They have in him the on the third round, no less. Right. I mean, is is a high round investment, and he is supposed to be the guy, and I think he can be the guy. And how bad are Philip Lindsay's hands? I mean, the Broncos are making it seem like he has literal bricks for hands. He can catch a football. You can work with them in the offseason <laughs> and develop his pass catching ability. Why spend sixteen million dollars because your star running back has below average hands? That can be taught. That can be. Sculpted. I, I just, that's where I just draw the line. That's where I don't see the money aspect of Melvin Gordon. I just can't get on board with Terry off the top rope up in Canada, $5 donation, proving as always that Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being. This bovine scatology is getting real up here now. Much love as always. Stay safe, Broncos country. Hashtag football priests. Hashtag state of being. That's a new phrase. I never heard that one before, although I get what you're saying. Bovine scatology. Very well done there, Terry. Appreciate you, bro. James Moss jumps in as well. Last donation for a while. Hey, dude, that's all good. Appreciate you uh, chipping in. That means a ton to Zach and I. We understand how things are going. We uh, we want every one of our listeners to understand. We understand times are tough. Things are uncertain. The ground is shaking under everybody right now in a figurative sense. And so, you know, if you can't do it, it's fine. I mean, just be in here with us, participate in the conversation. James, we appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. He says it it took a lesser paying job to be home more. 
Keep up the good work, guys. Stay safe, everybody, and go Broncos. Appreciate James, that. we hope that uh, that job works out for you well. And Zach, you know, that's something that we've heard from quite a few of our our uh, listeners in the community that they've been affected job-wise with this social distancing. Yeah, it's tough. And uh, to James and everyone else, we definitely appreciate your support, but take care of your own right now. Take care of your own house figuratively and literally stay safe. Keep your hands clean and uh, we'll get through this together. But thank you very much, James. We appreciate that. All right, let's grab, bear with us here just for a second, guys. The comment stream just jumped, and I don't want to skip anybody. Zach, while you grab Kyle here, well, let's grab Kyle first, actually. $2 donation. Thanks, Kyle. Sorry I can't do more. Pulled everything out in cash. Definitely appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah. that means everything to us. Thanks, you. Um, my friend grab James real quick. I'm going to circle back on YouTube. Make sure we didn't skip anybody. All right. James dropping in 499. Appreciate you, James, as always. Uh, they you, said buddy. the Broncos, they signed the tight end to help protect lock, perhaps more two and three tight end sets. What the tight end signing means is they really don't love lock. They really, really love lock. Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I like it in the sense of it's going to keep him upright and be a, a six offensive lineman. But if you look on his tape and you look at what people are saying on Twitter, his blocking reputation is really a little overrated. So if the Broncos are thinking they're getting this all world blocker, I think they might be disappointed. But anything that helps lock, I am all for. But can you have maybe signed another tight end for less than three million? Can you have drafted a tight end in the fifth or sixth round and paid him? You know, a third of that, that's the route I would have gone when you have Noah Fant, your former first-round pick from last year, being the star this year. I mean, he's a, he's a solid tight end, is Nick Bennett. Is he the second coming in Noah Fant? Let's not kid ourselves. I mean, even this is something Eric Trickle talked about. I think it was on yesterday's Dove Valley Deep Divers. You know, Eric, he scouts each and every class. He goes through hundreds of prospects each and every year. And in 2016, uh, he, had a, he had a solid evaluation, a solid grade on Nick Vanette. But he, in Eric's estimation, he has underperformed as a former third-round pick uh, in the league since then. And even last year, his one year in Pittsburgh, again, guys, 17 receptions, 166 yards. And I want to grab this from James real quick. He says, looking at over the cap, the difference between Hireman and Vanette is $1.72 million this season. Vanette's 2020 cap showing as uh, $2.078 million, including – a $15.6,000 per game roster bonus, which makes him, I'm not sure, 13 LTBE. Likely to be earned. Thank you. Have to think Jeff Hireman is gone, though, and I think that's a fair point, Zach. He should have been gone years ago. I don't know why he's still on the roster. Third-round tight ends don't really sit well in Denver, but yeah, I mean, the Broncos, that's a lot of money. It's not just a couple hundred thousand. Four million dollars can go sign Prince of Mukamara, can go sign Derek Wolf today. So he should be cut right now, yesterday. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. 
Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Black Knight 232 jumps in. Longtime Super Chat Superstar. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. He says, I get that people dislike the Gordon signing, but he's way so much better than Royce. Plus, it also extends the life expectancies, et cetera, et cetera, career expectancy, let's say, of Philip Lindsay. Hashtag trust the process. And that's the one thing that Black Knight and all of you out there, when you take it, this is gut reaction. We're, we, we give it to you straight. But at the end of the day, we want these signings to work out for the team. Don't We're not trying to say, right. you know, oh, this spells the end of this position group or this player is going to make the Bron- Broncos tank or something. No, dude, we want these guys to succeed. We just question some of the wisdom, especially in terms of the dollar figures. And in regard to Vanette, it's not even so much about the dollar figures. It's a matter of you're adding a – tight end, which is a position of strength, frankly, for the Denver Broncos before you even added him, when you still have so many other glaring needs on the roster, Zach. But what is this this trope about Philip Lindsay being injury prone? He can't stay healthy. He had a freak wrist injury, which could happen and does happen to any player, regardless of circumstance. And he One came game. back last year and and, and was a, a all-season performer, had a 1,000 yards. So I don't understand this reputation. And it's amazing how people – he was the, the toast of Denver – a year ago, and now they're pushing him out of the way, some Broncos fans, for Melvin Gordon of all people. If you want to keep him healthy, draft a running back. You don't need to spend $60 million for a breather guy. That, that's, again, the money I just can't I can't co-sign. It's hard to wrap your brain around. It really is. And, again, I think Melvin Gordon's a solid running back. He's an above-average running back. He's 27 years old. He's still got, I think, you can argue he's probably going to be okay these two years that he signed up in Denver but I just I want that I wanted that money to go to Philip Lindsay, man. That's really another part of this that just nags at me and bothers me. James jumps back in on Super Chat. Appreciate you, bro. He says you need a program to separate the Super Chats in order. You know, good idea. Maybe James, as we grow, we can figure out a way to do that and have like a producer that's on on site with us the whole time and organizing that as we go. Who knows, dude? Maybe we'll uh, we'll get there here in the near future. We'll see. Ariel jumps in. $2 donation. Appreciate Thank you, Ariel. I like where we're headed. Build around Drew Locke. That's one thing. And Now, if we take this whole the, – the complexion of the entire first wave, Zach, I think the Broncos did a pretty good job in terms of stacking those shelves for Drew Locke, building the nest, as it were. They still have some moves to be made. They still need to figure out what's going to happen with Derek Wolf and the spot he vacated if they don't re-sign him. And I'm, it's just nagging me. They need one more corner. And I'd prefer that to be a veteran corner that they could rely on as opposed to a rookie corner. I mean, look at the last couple of, of corners the Broncos have drafted, Zach. <laughs> yeah. 
Brandon Langley, Isaac Yadam. Langley ended up flaming out. Yadam going into year three, my dude is still developing. You can't count on him to make an impact. So whereas a veteran's a known quantity, and there's no guarantee that veteran's going to work out, I get that, but there's a higher probability that they can at least step in in the short term and make a difference. I mean, if they want to build around Drew Locke, though, you lost your starting center and your starting right guard. You have no d- competent, you know, above-average backup behind Juwan James and Garrett Bowles, two of the most inconsistent, unreliable tackles in the entire NFL. If you want to really supplement Drew Locke's game this season, get another lineman, get him some protection, keep him upright. That is going to help him the most, even with his mobility, Chad. He can get away, but he still needs a clean pocket to operate in, and Melvin Gordon's not going to help with that. So I would have preferred that $16 million could have spent on Derek Wolf or a cornerback like a Mukamar or offensive lineman, not another running back. Our friend Larry, Broncos fan number 24 on YouTube, jumps in with a big donation. Wow. Thanks, Thank Larry. you, Larry. $30. That's means the ton to us. Yes. He says, we have a left tackle, left guard, quarterback, wide receiver, tight end on a rookie deal. Gordon in 12 games recorded more touchdowns than Booker, Riddick, Fre- and Freeman. Don't see a problem with the Melvin Gordon contract besides not paying Lindsay. And that's okay, man. I mean, listen. We're not here to uh, force our point of view on anybody, right? We're and again, I'm not poo-pooing this in terms of saying this is this is uh, you know they wasted their money. I still think they overpaid. But Melvin Gordon, Zach, I mean, if you put a silver lining on this, Melvin Gordon is a two-time Pro Bowl running back, and it's it's possible that he's you know he's still in his prime and could really pay some dividends for this team. Will it be worth 16 million over two years? I don't see it, but time will tell. So this is the barometer now. He did better than the the trio of Devontae Booker, Theo Riddick, and Royce Freeman. That's what you're spending $60 million on. That's how you justify the investment to me. Is he better overall than Phillip Lindsay? Can he do more in your offense as a starting running back than Phillip Lindsay? Is he as fast? Does he have the game-breaking ability? I I will take Phillip Lindsay in that role. I might be in the minority, but I will take Phil over Melvin Gordon at this stage of his career. Anthony jumps in. And again, thanks, Larry. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah. Anthony uh, jumps in on Facebook with a good question here I wanted to address. He says, with Callahan, Bryce Callahan, taking a pay cut, This we'll talk about this. We haven't broached it as a topic on its own, but do you think another big move for a corner or a receiver is next? For those of you who missed it on Sunday, it was reported by uh, Tom Pelissero of NFL Network that the Broncos approached Bryce Callahan about taking a pay cut, and they got that deal done. He accepted he basically converted what he was going to make in 2020 to he's guaranteed $5 million instead of seven, And that remaining $2 million that he took a haircut on, Zach, he can earn back through playtime incentives. So they basically shaved $2 million off it and said, look, if you want that money, you got to go earn it. Do you think that helps, as Anthony's asking, loosen up room to have the Broncos go make another addition, whether it's a corner, whether it's a receiver? Or are you more inclined to believe, as Cliss reported on Saturday, that they're hitting pause? Well, someone asked us on Twitter, did Callahan make that move so they can bring in his former teammate in Prince of Mucamara to Denver? And I don't, it, none of that was voluntary, though. The Broncos came to Callahan and he agreed. He didn't play last year. He was a high price investment. This was to ensure his roster spot, which was not really in doubt, but this cements it now. They probably converted it to a signing bonus, whatever other procedural moves they made there. Um, I don't think it was so much him volunteering to give up money so much as the Broncos come in and be like, listen, would you be okay doing that? 
I don't think, though, they're going to look for a receiver until the draft. I don't think they're going to look for an offensive lineman, a tackle, until the draft. In that sense, I think they're done. But they have to add another veteran cornerback. You cannot rely on Isaac Adam, like you said, Chad. You cannot rely on Bryce Callahan. You just lost Chris Harris Jr. You got A.J. Boye. Yeah, that's great. But you need another guy in that secondary to kind of hold it and glue them together. It should be Prince. I don't know why that deal hasn't been made yet. Maybe it's too much money. Maybe they don't want them. But I, I, if there's one more move to be made before the draft, I think it'll be at cornerback or defensive line. In a perfect world for me, <clears throat> I I could really get behind Prince of Mukamara bring, being brought in and also Derek Wolf being re-signed on the cheap. Everything yeah. we're hearing is that Shelby Harris and the Broncos, that's a door that's basically been closed, even though he's still chilling out there on the market. That's a door that's been closed. But if you can get Derek Wolf back on a short-term prove-it deal, say, hey, look, man, you play 16 games this year. You, you know, you're going to make some money, maybe incentivize him, give him some options there. But if you play well, you're going to crush it on the open market next year because the one thing that's hurting a guy like Derek Wolf, who's coming off an injury season, a season cut short by injury, is that with the COVID-19 crisis, he can't travel, which means NFL teams who are might be interested in him they have to hit pause themselves because they can't have their own team doctors verify his good point. So maybe for him, he's like, well, it's bad luck, terrible timing for me, this freaking bug from China, but I'm going to take this short-term deal. I'm going to stay at home, take the short-term deal from the Broncos, live to fight another day and see what's what in 2021. And by the way, Richard jumps in with a $20 donation. Thank you, Richard. Richard. Montana. Wow. He says, I understand that you guys don't love the Gordon signing, but I do like that he took less to sign with Denver to play revenge ball twice a year. Broncos fan, uh, fan from Montana, hashtag state of being. Zach, it's so cool. I mean, in the comment stream, people on the hashtag state of being, yeah. we see Broncos fans, members of Broncos country from all over the yeah. United States tuning into this podcast, Canada, Europe, South America, Mexico. Uh, we've seen Fans Japan, the Philippines. Yes, it's phenomenal. Your thoughts on what Richard has to say here, though. I, I, it is, you know, just as Chris Harris Jr., I think, took a little less to join the Chargers and get back at the Broncos. I like the gamesmanship, but I don't want a guy who's going to be more motivated by getting back at the Chargers versus playing for the Broncos. That, again, strikes me as Jamal Charles. He signed with Denver for a large reason to get back at the Chiefs twice a year, and that didn't really work out. So if that was Gordon's main influence, I don't like that. If money was the main influence, I don't like that. If he genuinely wanted to come to the Broncos and be a mentor for Phillip Lindsay, be that one-two punch, I can kind of get behind it. But if his motivation is just his factor, I don't. that's not a great quality. Justin jumps in on Super Chat, one of our superstars. I bleed, Bronco, uh, I bleed Broncos on Twitter is his handle. You guys follow him. Uh, $5 donation. Thanks, Justin. Thank you, Justin. Off topic, but could you start a chat room for all of us so we could keep talking before and after the pod? Is that possible or no? Um, just wondering. Hashtag football priest. Guys, I want to bring your attention to something. As far as a chat room, if you go to milehighhuddle.com, there is a section on the website dedicated specifically to our community. Justin, all you guys, Terry, all of you can head on over there. And at any given point, you can create a topic in the community thread. All the Mile High Huddle staff, we'll see it. We can participate in the conversation. And any of our members that are hanging out on the site on a second-by-second basis can jump in and contribute outside. And and it really helps the site, too, when you do it on milehighhuddle.com. Outside of that, Zach, we can take a look and see if there are some options there with, with YouTube. You know, as a channel, we're growing exponentially. And by this time the season starts, we'll be over 10,000 subscribers at Mile High Huddle. 
And when that happens, Zach, it's going to open us up to some different channel benefits that currently yeah. feature and stuff that we don't have access to. They kind of give it out to, to creators and channels on a, a meritocracy based thing. So once you hit certain levels, they open you up to different things. And so we'll, we'll explore that in the short term, go to milehighhuddle.com and we'll take a look and see if maybe there's something that can be done on YouTube or another social media. Yeah, we're a little restricted based on what YouTube has to offer in Super Chat, and that's a fairly new service as well. But as we delve deeper into it and as time goes on and we hit that certain subscriber count like Chad mentioned, uh, we'll have more features and it'll be more exciting for our, for the audience and for our listeners. Adam Wadman jumps in with a $10 donation. Thank you, Appreciate Adam. you, Adam. He says, do you think that they have seen something from Lindsay and Freeman, such as drops in practice needing Gordon to be a pass-catching back? Love the show, guys. Appreciate you, Adam. Thank and you. by the way, Adam – if you're on Twitter, let me know in the comment stream what your handle is so that I can tag you after the show. And the same goes for, I think I got pretty much everybody who's we've talked about so far. Duke, I'm not sure about you. Duke Rose, if you're on Twitter, message me. Let me know what your handle is so that we can tag you after the show. But Zach, your thoughts on the idea that maybe, who knows, maybe it's Pat Shermer. Watch the tape, not seeing what he wants to see from pass catching perspective from Lindsey and Freeman motivating this move to overpay Melvin Gordon. And that might be it, but I'm just spitballing here. I, it just screams of a John Elway move, Chad. It screams of him getting someone in his head and going out and spending a lot of money for him and grabbing those headlines and making those waves. I don't think it was a Shermer call, and Elway being the GM and being the team czar, he has final say anyway. And uh, in conjunction with Shermer, in conjunction with Rich Hurtado, it was still Elway's call. Again, though, if they're worried about Philip Lindsay's durability, give him a shot. If they're worried about his pass-catching ability, develop his hands. If you're still worried about it, go draft a pass-catching running back. There is a glut of them in this upcoming class in the third, fourth, fifth, middle round. You can get your guy and save a lot of money and still make Phil the number one. I just don't think Elway wants to make him the number one, and I don't think he wants to pay him as a number one either. I just don't understand why he kept the topic alive of getting him an extension when you know, on that end of season presser on December 30th, when he was asked that question about getting a an extension, early extension, because since he qualifies as a former college free agent to Philip Lindsay, Elway could have buried it right then and there, slammed the door and just said, that's not something we're considering right now. Yeah. Next question. But instead he talked about being uh, one of the 32 dum-dums that passed on him in the draft, like Vic talked about and how great he is and what a value to the team he is. Yeah, that's something we'll look at. He kept it alive. That's why I'm saying that even though now it makes it less likely, and I hate the idea of then also having to pay two running backs now, but I do think if you want to balance the scales a little bit and reward the guy, Zach, who has been the engine, I maintain he's been the MVP of this team since he arrived. Yes. 2018, it wasn't Von Miller. 2019, it wasn't Von Miller. It wasn't Bradley Chubb. It wasn't Justin Simmons. Drew Locke appeared in five games. We love what we're seeing from Locke. Don't get me wrong. But this MVP of these last two years, if you really boil it down, it's Philip Lindsay and he's making peanuts and you go out and spend $8 million per year on Melvin Gordon. Balance the scales a little bit. And I'm okay with that as much as it irks me to pay even more through the nose on a running back position. you got to balance those scales. And George jumps in, $5 donation. Thank you, George. Appreciate you, George. Why instead of signing Gordon did the Broncos trade – for Brandon Cooks. Your thoughts, Zach? Because they have to give up a draft pick and take on a massive contract for a player they can just get in the draft in the first round and not have to you know, give up additional picks or pay a lot of money. I mean, they should have used the money they're paying Melvin Gordon and re-signed Derek Wolf or got another offensive lineman or brought in Prince and Mukamara. So that's where I differ with it. And that's uh, 
you know, we're talking about developing rookies, Chad, and then being ready, and, and Gordon's more ready now. But you don't need a guy to be ready right now. You have Philip Lindsay. How quickly do Broncos forget they have selective amnesia when it comes to Philip Lindsay and all that he's done? Like, like you just said, I'll throw one name in there. Also, it wasn't Cortland Sutton last year either, Chad. It was Philip no. Lindsay since day one has been the spark plug, and you're just slapping him in the face the same way. And it comes in the same offseason. You don't re-sign Justin Simmons yet to a long-term deal. You franchise tag him. They, the Broncos can't put out one you know, inkling of good fortune or good hope or good faith to your own players, and they have to screw with Philip Lindsay as well. So, again, the money factor for Melvin Gordon. And I had a thought. It seems like they got rid of Rich Gangarell. They got rid of uh, T.C. McCartney. They hired an experienced guy in Pat Shermer. It seems to me they're so overcompensating for having an in- inexperienced offense last year that they're doing everything they can, coaching staff, on-field personnel, Melvin Gordon, to have as much experience as possible. And that's not how you win. You build from within. You develop your youth and your talent. Those star players, those veterans should be the cherry on top. You don't need that cherry on top of this particular Sunday. Fair point. Jonathan jumps in, $2 donation. John, I've been worried about you, my friend. I hope everything's going okay on your end with the with the job. Appreciate yeah. the donation. You don't have you. to do that, my buddy. He says, keep up the great content and stay safe, everyone. You as well, my friend. Duke jumps back in. Appreciate you, wow. Duke. Thank you, Duke. Doing an awesome job at what you do. Keep it up, big dogs. We will. Yes, sir. And you stay safe out there, Duke. Let me know what your Twitter handle is. I'll circle back and find it if if uh, you put it in the comment stream. Our friend Dale jumps in. Wow. He is wow, across man. the pond. He's still in the United States. I'm not going to share his personal deeds, but he's he's a long ways away. Let me just put it this way. He's not in the lower 48 in the United States, but he's jumping in off the top rope like a champion, supporting the show. Appreciate you, Dale. Thank you he so says, much. Yeah. Gordon alone will determine whether he was overpaid. That's a fair point. Until you see it on the grass, you know, you can't say for sure. Big back and great at scoring and short yardage. Better than Phillip in both receptions and pass protection. Pass protection is something we haven't really talked about tonight, Zach. This has a lot to do with Locke and the red zone, in my opinion. Lindsay is still the same in terms of touches, in my opinion. Zach, the one thing we can't say, and again, we haven't talked. Dale, thanks, buddy. We haven't talked about pass protection tonight, but at the same time, Drew Locke going into year two, more changes on the offensive line. You like what Graham Glasgow brings to the table. You still need at least one more move there. You don't know if Juwan James is going to be back. I understand that you want a competent pass blocker in Melvin Gordon. The question is, does that on top of his short yardage and his nose for the for the end zone and his maybe better receiving chops is it worth the premium well let's see last year the broncos had three primary running backs and Devonte booker was the best pass blocking running back out of the trio and how often was he on the field rarely so you're still going to pay 16 million for a guy with okay two skill sets he can catch the football he's good at pass pro he has some goal line uh, ability fine you don't need to spend that much money, though. Again, there was other pass catchers on the market. There's other running backs you can spend. Uh, the guy from uh, Oakland, or not Oakland, now Las Vegas, Chad, that you wanted from the Raiders. It was yeah. Richard or Washington. Oh, one of those DeAndre players. Washington, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a pass catching running back. He would have come in for a million, two million bucks, a veteran minimum type deal. And then you have your guy. But to me, again, it's not Melvin Gordon. It's not the player. It's the money they spent to get that player. Terry jumps back in. With a $2 donation, I'm trying to interpret this as I'm reading it, BSRE, BS, regarding General Norman Schwartzkopf. I'm not sure. Maybe I missed something in the comment stream. I can't read uh, every – trying to see what that means. Anyway, Terry, thanks for the donation, brother. Yeah. 
That's, that's phenomenal. Hashtag state of being. All right, guys, we're uh, starting to wind it down. We can grab a couple of more here. We will not ignore any of our superstars. Let me grab Aaron. Where'd he go? Jumps in $10 donation. Appreciate you, you, Aaron. Aaron, he says, about all we can do is write the front office a strongly worded letter. <laughs> but Gordon is a Denver Bronco, and that's true. Guys, it's time to close ranks around Melvin Gordon. Let's breathe and see where this goes. We've still got the draft. Hashtag, we don't get paid to make decisions. Fair no, point. but isn't it so fun, Zach, being able to talk about them and we get to analyze them? And I mean, yeah, you, Elway makes those decisions. That's not us. We, we get that. But there's so much joy to be had in analyzing it, talking about it. Even in the disagreements, there's so much fun and, right. and joy to be had. And sometimes you get swung, right? Sometimes I might go into a conversation with a position or a take on a specific topic, and talking to you about it, it might change my perspective Same. or vice versa or someone in the comment stream. That's what makes these live pods so fun. Yeah, it'd be no fun if we all agreed all the time. And I, I definitely appreciate everyone's discourse. And listen, again, if he works out and he's a big contributor to the Broncos offense, they go to the playoffs and uh, and he's a big part of that, I will happily, happily eat Crow Chad. But until that happens, I'm going to be a little skeptical. Brian. Do you see that, dude? <laughs> I thought I'd said 40 for a second. Brian. First, first let, let, let's grab Maurice, who jumps in. $5 donation. Good to see you, Maurice. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, what's good, boys? Longtime listener, religiously here. Just dropping some love. Hey, that's two nights in a row, man. We appreciate you. Yes. He says, uh, we'd all be going crazy without you guys, so thank you. Maurice, that's phenomenal, dude. That Those type of comments keep us coming back, dude. Yeah. Appreciate you, my friend. Terry jumps in. Again, smash the like button, peeps. That's a good reminder, guys. Look, little things you can do to support the show. If you're watching this live stream whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever you're watching, hit the like button. It's uh, it's a way that no matter what the social media algorithm is, or I should say no matter which social media platform it's on, likes improve the algorithm, rises the show up. It's it's another way to support the cause. Jeff jumps in, $5 donation. Appreciate Thank you, you J-Bone. The Broncos screwed Lindsay. He proved himself the last two years, and they paid Gordon. Doesn't even have the same production. Won't give his best. And Zach, sometimes as a football priest, one of the things we have to do is we're here to, we're that sounding board. We're here, you, you know, exercise the demons, bury your soul, get things off your chest. Sometimes that's what a football priest is here for. And in times like this, as Jeff is talking about here, he's trying to exercise that demon, get it off his chest, and you can understand where he's coming from. Yeah, we don't get paid to make the decisions. We get paid, Chad, to analyze those decisions. So that's what we do. And I think uh, we, we have our sect of Broncos fans who agree. And I, especially with me, we have a sect of Broncos fans who disagree. So it's all good, though. It's all fun. It's all entertaining. I love the banter. I love the debating. And I love hearing other people's inputs. You really do need to do that, James. Um, we want to send you out a little thank you. So milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Send us an email. Make sure you include your um physical address or your shipping address along with your t-shirt size or your preference. You want a t-shirt, you want a hat, let us know, but we would like to, and have wanted to for the last few weeks, uh, be able to send you a little thank you for your support. Dale jumps back wow. in again. Dale, you thank don't have you to do so that. My much, friend. Dale. $50 donation again, hashtag wow. state of being love the Broncos. Just want to say my heart and prayers for, uh, are for us all to stay safe during this off season. Great job, Chad and Zach, in all of Broncos country. Still believe Lindsey gets a good raise. He earned it. Better times coming. 
Absolutely. Dale, thanks, my friend. Yeah. And that's a great spirit of hope in more ways than one, not only for what we're all going through right now with this COVID-19 freak out and scare and the social distancing. And by the way, going off of the the Trump administration's guidelines, we're on day eight of their 15 days. So hopefully by this same time next week, hopefully by Sunday, the clouds will part, sunshine will start you know, we'll get some rays of sunshine uh, coming through and things will start moving back to a more manageable and less stressful and anxious and worrisome uh, situations that. Yeah, Dale, you know, I personally appreciate that that little shred of optimism. You heard nothing but panic through the mainstream media, nothing but panic on Twitter and fear mongering about this disease. And it's very, very serious and we should all take precautions. But it's so nice to hear some positivity and any Broncos fan should definitely heed your message. So we do appreciate it. Thank you. Well said. James, again, jumps back in. Thanks, James. Thank he you. says, we could have robbed the Texans of their running back and made them give us their next 10 first-round picks for a sock That's funny. Man, I'll tell you what, though. You would think that Bill O'Brien is under some inordinate pressure and stress because, I mean, he's gotten, the, he's gotten a few division – he's gotten at least two division crowns. I know he won the division with Osweiler. He won it last year with uh, Deshaun Watson. He might have won it one other time. So he's got some trophies, as it were. In the tre- in the in the war chest, so to speak, he's got a little, you know, leeway probably with ownership. But at a certain point, when you don't have a GM and you're making controversial moves in free agency and trading guys for nothing, studs, all pros for nothing, you got to figure that that's eventually a chicken that's going to come back to roost. Timmy jumps in, two dollar donation. Thank Appreciate you, you, brother. It's good to see you, Timmy. Let us know what your Twitter handle is so that we can shout you out. And the same goes for Maurice. Um, I didn't mention that earlier. Be sure to let us know, Maurice, what your if you're on Twitter, what your Twitter, Twitter handle is. Appreciate you Thank jumping you. back in like a boss. He says, Elway is literally starting to take away from what Pat built and starting to make the Broncos look bad with this lack of loyalty. Shake my head. Look, I'm not saying pump the brakes on negativity heading Elway's way. All Zach's pointing out in what he said a, a few few minutes ago is that when's the last time John Elway paid a homegrown guy? Seriously, yep. think about it. Who was the last guy? <laughs> Matt Paradis didn't get a deal. Yep. Um believe got traded. Sanders, maybe it was Sanders was the last homegrown guy that got an extension. I, I'm trying to think, man. And he wasn't even homegrown. They traded for him from the Steelers. Or they well, signed, signed him. Signed signed him, him yeah. But you're right. He wasn't a homegrown guy. I'm trying to think. Was I mean, Vaughn, Wolf, Harris all got extensions from the Broncos. Harris is gone. Wolf could be gone. Vaughn's still around. I mean, Brandon McManus has still got his contract. He's playing on a team option this year. I mean, I'm trying to think. Todd Davis, it's one of those guys. Like Vaughn's the only one, it looks like. And that's what Maurice is pointing out here and what Zach was intimating earlier with regard to this whole conversation as it relates to Philip Lindsay is you have no idea how – impactful in on multiple levels of analysis, paying a guy like Philip Lindsay and letting that locker room see that when you bleed blood, sweat and tears for this team and you do it the right way and you're high character and you put it out on the grass, you're going to get rewarded for that. The message he's, he's sending right now is actually the opposite of that set. And it's funny because he can't even say, oh, I don't believe in investing in running backs. Then why'd you just make Melvin Gordon the fourth highest paid in average annual value? So he's talking out of both sides of his mouth and in an offseason, again, when you don't re-sign Justin Simmons, when you let Connor McGovern walk, you let Will Parks walk, another homegrown guy, 
will you just extend that good faith to one player? Stop with the tag. Stop with the trying to squeeze every drop. Look at the way Chris Harris Jr. ended his his tenure with the Broncos on kind of rocky terms. Emmanuel Sanders, Akeem Tlaib. It doesn't really portend well to the overall reputation of the team. Now also, Maurice, I appreciate your comment. I just think it's a little much to say he's tarnishing the reputation of Pat Bowen. He's not even tarnishing the reputation of his own offseason this year. He's had a really, really good free agent haul. Chad and I just kind of disagree with the money he's investing at non-premium, uh, non-need positions. Yeah. I mean, the thing that's tarnished Pat Bowen's legacy the most has just been the losing. And he, that yeah. goes at Elway's feet. I mean, that does. That's an Elway reflection for what it's worth. Timmy jumps back in. Appreciate you, Tim. Thank $2 you. donation. We have a new record holder on Super Chat. <laughs> by almost double in it. That's I, I don't even know what to say to, to that, Brian. Wow. Honestly, like it, it blows my mind, dude. You really didn't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, I seriously, I'm, I'm speechless. Zach. I, I would be too, even if we weren't going through a pandemic right now, but in these times when money and every cent is, a, is every is paramount, Brian, that's, there are no words to describe our appreciation, our gratitude for that. I mean, that's a record I think is going to stand for quite a while, Chad. And uh, we will always remember that, Brian. Thank you so much. Dude, it just it means the world to us. And uh, we're going to keep working hard for you. We're going to keep going to bat on the written articles, the videos, the live streams, the podcasts. We're going to try and keep your mind off of this craziness that's going on around us right now. And again, I maintain, as Dale was talking about just a few minutes ago, an optimistic perspective that within a week or so's time things are going to we're going to start going from panic on every headline to positivity and breakthroughs and things happening and good good things to to pass on a report and i honestly think that you know by the time we get to the to this summer zach and i were talking about this even before we went live as it relates to the nfl season you know because it's up in the air right now i honestly believe i'm i maintain the faith dude that by the time we get to this summer, this scary time is going to be well in our rear view, and you can look forward to your Denver Broncos playing football next fall, even if in a worst-case scenario that means they have to play the games without fans. I mean, in a worst-case scenario, but we'll see. And again, Brian, no words for that, dude. I mean, it, it almost brings a tear to my eye. appreciate you, my friend. I really do. That means the world, guys. We are running out of time, but we're not going to let any Super Chat superstar languish. We're going to grab each one, and then we got to get out of here for tonight. Adam jumps in. Appreciate you, Adam. Thank you. Okay, good to know, Adam. Okay, just a word of advice, my friend. I say this to anyone that's got all the digits in their handle. I would change your Twitter handle, simplify it. Just use your name, use your initials. Only two of those numbers, three of those numbers with your last initial would probably do the job. Just something to look at. Makes it easier for guys like me to remember when it comes time to tag you on Twitter. But again, thanks for your donation. And he said, don't agree with the money, trying to stay optimistic. Amen to that, my friend. Uh, Justin jumps back in. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, no kidding, dude. I'm going to have to check my temperature. <laughs> Appreciate you, Jay Bone. Dale. Okay. Wow. I didn't want to say it. You said, okay, I know. I hinted at it, right? Not being in the lower 48. Dale's out there soaking up the sun in Hawaii. He says, uh, by the way, Hawaii has a lot of Broncos fans, San Francisco and Denver. Wow. Big Brian, nice. Love the passion of you guys. Analyzing is fun. That's why we're here, all because of you guys. Wow. We're here so- because of you guys, man. If we were if we were just talking to each other, we'd be doing it on text. You know, we'd mm-hmm. we'd be like shouting over the ground can- Grand Canyon and just hearing echoes back. <laughs> you guys are why we're here, and uh, we love you. We appreciate each and every one of you. 
Let's see here, guys. What else we have? Jason Metz, good to see you, buddy. Appreciate you, that. It means a lot. Let us know if you are on Twitter, please, so that we can tag you. Same for you, Justin. Appreciate that. Thank you. That's it's awesome, buddy. That means the world to us. All right, guys. Let's see if there's anything else. JD, I live near Houston. All the Texans fans are in total freak mode. Oh, I bet right now. And I, yeah, I, I believe that. All right, guys. One or two more, and then we really do have to go. Let's grab. Uh, let's see any questions here. Let's grab Eddie. Hey guys, I wish I could give you all something, but I'm on a fixed budget. No worries, Eddie. All good. 66 years old, but I, I'd like to thank you all for this podcast in these uncertain times. Give us some time to enjoy Broncos country. Again, thank you. Be safe. You too, Eddie. Seriously, God, man. God bless you, Eddie. Thank you. Miller 707. Hope your family's doing well. Hope everyone's jobs are holding tight. Yeah. And uh, from, I mean, I've been watching each and every press conference from uh, the Trump administration all week long. And it sounds like hopefully this uh, response package, this stimulus that are going out to individuals, hopefully should be decided and voted on by Congress first of the week sometime. Hopefully Monday, Tuesday is a good chance it happens where they're talking about getting some serious money. I mean, it's not going to change anyone's life, but it's enough to stop the bleeding and hopefully help people, especially if your jobs aren't 100% solid still make some bills, pay some bills, get by, get some groceries, keep the lights on until they lift this social distancing ban. I think we're going to get some news on that Tuesday at the latest is my hope. Um, Bro, jump on, jump on, dude. We keep the conversation going there. We keep it going uh, milehighhuddle.com, but it's all good. I'm not going to force you, of course, to go jump on Twitter, but I just wanted to see if you were on we, uh, we, we say thank you to everybody on Twitter after the fact. So, guys, that's got to do it for today's episode of the Huddle Up Podcast. Again, big ups to each and every one of you for joining us live here. It's always a fun conversation. A mile-high salute to our Super Chat superstars, each and every one of you, Brian, Dale, uh, Justin, Stu, Terry, Maurice, uh, James, all of you guys, if I'm missing you, don't think I don't love you. We love you. We love each and every one of you. Your support means the world to us. We'll be back in the saddle, guys, tomorrow night, uh, same time as usual, 615 Mountain, 815 Eastern. Make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. And while you're at it, make sure you're following the mother account, at MileHighHuddle. And my partner here, Zach Kelberman, at KelbermanNFL, myself, at Chad and Jensen. It has been an hour we've been on this podcast. It feels like it's been 10 minutes. Yeah. Another great combo, Zach. Yeah, it just flies, and uh, we appreciate, Chad, I want to just piggyback on what you said. Brian and every single person on down, every single follower, every single listener, every single audience member, we love the interaction. We love the debate. We love talking to you guys. And without you, like Chad always says, none of this would be possible. It is a platform for you guys, and we love to give back. So we definitely appreciate it. Wash those hands. If you're out and about, don't touch your face, don't touch your eyes, don't touch your nose, your mouth, and and keep washing those hands, guys. Six feet apart. Yes, yes. But we'll be back in the saddle tomorrow night, usual time, 615 Mountain, 815 Eastern. Until then, stay safe, be smart, and uh, we will see you then. For Zach Kelberman, I'm Chad Jensen. Love you guys. Talk to you tomorrow. You've been listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
the Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at mattressfirm.com today.